Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Amy. And this is Small Town Not Small Minds. Hey, Alex, what's up? Hey, Ames. I just need everyone to know that Instagram contests are winnable because since December, I've won six Instagram contests and I'm just so jazzed about it. That's yeah. one month. Yeah, Amy just had to count on her fingers. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just been so exciting. I've entered like a bunch of contests and I just won one yesterday, actually a maker out of Calgary. She does like a bunch of macrame and I won this like macrame oh. plant. Holder. Her name's Naughty Fibers in Calgary. You got to check her out. Nice. Um, I've won like a $500 gift card to a clothing store in Victoria. I won 140 tablets of zinc. Like. Ooh. But zinc just- is not like my body. <laughs> I like actively want to throw up when I take too much zinc. But anyways, yes. I actually just amazing. gave it to a friend. Okay. I'm like, I'm. it's the thrill of winning it. I was like, I don't want zinc or need zinc. And then I just gave it to someone else who happened to need zinc. I was like, oh, for you, some zinc. <laughs> I also won like a gift card to Lawler's Jewelry. Shout out to Lawler's, amazing. one of my favorite places. Yeah, so I've just been entering contests like a fiend. So if I follow you and I be tagging you, it's just because I'm trying to win things. You have been entering the sweepstakes a lot. Like I get all excited. It's like Alex mentioned you in a comment and I'm like, oh, it's just another sweepstake that she entered. (laughs) But but if I was not winning, I would stop. I know. And winning, Amy. You are? And your winning has been spilling over into my cupeth because quite actively (laughs) you've tagged me in so many that I find I have more sweepstakes on my feed. And then I've entered a few and I have won three things. So I'm half of your win this year. I mean, to be fair, two of my winnings came from Calgary's teachers convention, but I never win anything from this. It's so fun to win things. Even if you're like, I don't need it, like zinc. You're like, I'm going to pick up my zinc today. (laughs) (laughs) What's the strangest thing you've won out of all your lifetime? It's the zinc, Amy. I keep mentioning Okay, okay. It's weird. (laughs) I mean, one time when I was in university at UofL, I won a Jordan Sparks CD. And Jordan Sparks isn't that big, but no I saw her live. Did you? Mm-hmm. I was so excited to win that CD, but this was like when C- CDs were kind of dying out. And I was like, you pretty much have to give this away because nobody's listening to CDs anymore. So I, but I remember driving down to go get my free CD that I won. So it's just so fun to win things. It is fun. I was just going to tell everyone not because I don't want you to be taking away my wins, but there are so many small businesses doing giveaways and that's where it's at. When it's like these huge corporations and there's thousands of people, those you're never going to win. But when there's like a small business that's like, hey, I hand make this stuff. Do you want it? Enter this. And you're like, yeah. So that's my little um, advice to you. Maybe you could also win some zinc. Love that for you. Also, what's up with you? I spontaneously was having dinner with a friend after yoga. And I've been thinking about this because I had my nose pierced back when I was 16, but I've noticed it's making a comeback. And I was thinking, I'm like, I'm just going to go re-pierce my nose because I really want to wear a gold hoop for the summer. My hair is long and wavy as is, and I get like 
a few little sprinkles of freckles. And I was like, it's going to be such a vibe. So I went and just spontaneously got my nose pierced. Interesting enough, they don't re-pierce your old hole. So now I have two holes on my right hand side, but I'm really excited to like rock the vibe. But most people, only a few handful of my students have realized I've gotten my nose pierced because people are like, I just thought you had that in the whole time already. So I'm like, okay, good. It's really blending into the natural. But I find myself more and more attracted to males that have their nose pierced. Because oh, that's so cool. I love it on guys. I love a little stud in their nose. I think it looks really cool. But I don't know if it's a Calgary thing, but it seems very common here that lots of people, male and female, have their nose pierced. The septum looks really cool on you, Alex, but someone was trying to convince me to get my septum pierced. And I think that is such a sensitive area that I just could not. Also, enough people think you're queer. I don't think you need more signifiers. (laughs) You don't need more things working against you. (laughs) Well, this week, we're so excited to have Brittany on the podcast. We have similar stories. And so she comes on to talk about her change. She has a Bachelor of Science, and now she has pivoted into a new career, and she's a personal trainer. And you can check her out online. She does online personal training, y'all. So we plug her Insta at the end, and I hope you enjoy the conversation with Brittany and us. (laughs) Welcome everyone. This month we have Brittany and I was really excited to have her on because we met online to begin with and then I've been following her life online and she kind of is mirroring what Amy and I have done where she up and moved her life and switched off like her careers and is doing a whole change and we wanted to touch base with her and see how she's doing. So hi Brittany, welcome to Small Town Not Small Minds. Hi Alex, hi Amy. It's really great for me to be on here. I love your podcast. Thanks so much. So can you kick us off with the most small town thing about you? Yeah. So I thought a lot about this and I thought of a few things, but this one definitely stood out as being small town and I still do it is I am kind of like a Jill of all trades. So I'll like think that I can do every job almost. And so when I was young, I bought this really crappy car and I just had to do all of the maintenance on it instead of just paying a professional like I should have. So I did all my own oil changes. I did my brakes at one point, like windshield wipers. I don't know, everything. And then as an adult, I pay someone now to do my car stuff because I don't have like a shop or anything. But I do my like I just decided one day, like I'll look on YouTube and figure out how to change my guitar strings and I don't know, sharpen and wax my snowboard and all these like random things. And instead of just like going to somebody and just like paying them. But I feel like that's a really small town thing to do because you just have some time on your hands and you kind of feel like you're hands on. You like want to get it done and you want to just like figure it out yourself. So, yeah. What about you guys? Do you think that you do that, too? I think you're not always even having access to people doing that when you're like, oh, I'll just like wax my snowboard. There's nowhere to do that where I grew up. So half the time you either have to drive to get it done or figure it out yourself. I think it was definitely a time thing too, because a lot of the rural people we would hang and meet with, they had that skill set. They could do a bunch of different things because just like you were saying, Alex, like you didn't necessarily have the time to drive in to go to the shop or get that specialty quality item. So you had to just learn and figure it out. And so, yeah, a lot of the people that I know who I consider jacks of all trades or jills of all trades often have been grown from small towns because they learn that a bunch of different skills because it just, they were around it and they had to learn. And so. Uh, What about you, Ames? 
when I moved here to Calgary, I could not talk on the phone while I was driving. Like I just like, I was just getting used to the city and I still use GPS quite a bit to get to like specific locations. But now because I've walked so much of downtown, I can just navigate everything. For the first two months, like going to and from jobs and things like that, I just didn't know where I was going. So there was absolutely no way I could yield morning phone calls. And typically when I was in Stetler, I would, that was my perfect time to connect with people on the phone was when I walked to work. And so I could not for the life of me talk on the phone. (laughs) What about you, Alex? Well, I was thinking, so in Victoria here, I'm working for two different divisions and I totally have a preference for one of them. And it is the one that has eight schools. (laughs) I just love something about like that small town feeling still. Like I find I'm still seeking it out, even though I'm in a city. It's interesting when I work in that division, everyone's like, yeah, I teach so-and-so's kid and -and so-and-so that teacher taught me and all like, they're just all just this very close knit family. And um, I feel like I'm at home when I'm there, as opposed to when I'm working for like the city division, I'm like, oh, it's so big. And there's so many people. (laughs) I just feel like with small towns. Let's jump in. And this is for everyone here at the table today. What made you seek out the change that you desired in your life right now? or to like get up and move. Like you guys, I kind of started off in a small town in Alberta and that was Rocky Mountain House for me when I was just a baby. And then I moved up to Drayton Valley with my fam. And then I decided I wanted to get out of small town and, you know, go to university and everything. So 18, I went to Edmonton. And so that's where I was for the past, basically, well, like 10 years of my life. And I loved it. And I had like amazing friends. I was doing really cool things in the community. And, you know, after 10 years, I just feel like if you're doing anything for 10 years, you kind of are like, oh yeah, I can keep going with this. I love it. It's really easy. I'm really comfortable. Or you can kind of be like, I want another challenge. I want to kind of like do something else and just see what else is out there. And so even though I had all these amazing things, I kind of wanted that. And I was finishing up my degree and in um, science. And so I kind of just started applying at jobs in other big cities across Canada. And I like left it up to fate. Vancouver was my number one city I really wanted to be in though. It just fate had it that I went on this like big hike and then I came down from the mountain and I did not expect this call because the interview was so tough. It was like, I was like studying my university notes for this interview. They were like drilling me on questions and they were like four of them back and forth, back and forth, like over an hour just drilling me. And I was like, okay, that didn't go well. Let's go on a hike. I, you know, I don't even want to look. And then when I got back down, I actually got an email saying that they wanted me. So I was like, oh my God, I got like two weeks to pick up, pack everything and go to Vancouver. So that was kind of, I guess, what brought me here in the first place. First off, congratulations. I love that like (laughs) opportunity that you just jumped and you like picked it up and went, you know, that's, that's great. (laughs) And it sounds like a tough panel of four drilling you for an hour. I did not expect it. <laughs> a lot. I was going to ask if they do that as a teacher too, but maybe that's irrelevant. I mean, there's usually like a panel, but I find teaching interviews to be less intense. And more personable. They they want to see your personality more than yes. anything, quite honestly. Because like, I mean, you've got the teaching degree. You typically have that background and experience. And even if you don't, mm-hmm are you able to mold into what the school kind of wants and the values they want to appreciate too? So that makes sense. This one, they were like, what is the protocol for this PCR? And tell me in like 
this like five minutes and I'm like, okay, uh, I wasn't expecting this. It reminds but, me of like, uh, I, I aced it, I guess. Well, yeah, apparently if you got the job. So that's what brought you to Vancouver then. But that reminds me of like um, Will Farrell out of old school when he like blacks out and does like a whole speech <laughs> in front of everyone and then like nails <laughs> like, it. And then he's like, okay. Yes, I'm Will Farrell in old school. Yes, thank you. <laughs> when I was listening to you, it was interesting because what I wrote in my notes was almost a bit of what you said where you're like, I spent those 10 years there and like, I loved it. It was awesome. And for me, what I was thinking was like, okay, the next 10 years of my life, if I stay here, I kind of have a good idea of what it's going to be. And not that Mm -hmm. that was bad, but that was known to me. I was like, okay, this is what it will be like if I stay here, relatively the same. And I knew if I didn't uproot myself, I wasn't going to have as much growth It's almost like I wanted to like speed up change. So if I like uprooted myself, went somewhere else, every day you're faced with something new, even in little ways, right? Like walking around, you don't know how to get there. So you need to like use other skills. You need to meet new friends, start new jobs, all of these things. And leaving wasn't known to me. So I needed to like pull myself out of that to see what else was out there, I guess. For Alex to even imprompt that change too, I know that it would have taken her a lot of time to think that one through. And so I knew how big it was for you to even step forward and say, I think this is the direction I'm going to go next year. I remember exactly being like blown away because you were very comfortable and loved everything there. But similar to you, Alex, for me, you said the things of endless possibilities. And for me, that's also what made me seek out more change. And this isn't the first change I've made that's big. I think the first big one I did was when I moved abroad back in 2018. I left and I picked up everything and I went abroad and I ended up staying for two years teaching in Abu Dhabi. And it was such a cool journey. And I really was trying to continue that international teaching journey. I really loved it. It was so cool, but the pandemic is what brought me home. And so that rewired my whole future, but moving just provided more possibilities for me. I think I would be more upset with myself if I didn't do these things than if I did. And so I just don't ever want to play that in my head looking back. And there was a point in my life before I went abroad, I was so fearful that I would be this like boring grandmother, you know, like when when you got to sit down with your grandma at the end of the lifetime and you're sharing stories, I was like, I don't, that's just not going to be me. I always want to have a story. I want to have like, you know, stuff to tell people. And also as a teacher, like bring that world to the classroom. And so I think it's, it's a big part of my personality that I'm like, I've I've actually asked Alex, I have a hard time sitting still. Like I just always want to be doing things and trying new things and getting out there. So adventurous Amy is always waiting for that next opportunity. I love that. Yeah. And the dating pool thing. That's so funny. You both said that because I actually felt that way about Edmonton. It's not even that I dated so much. It's just like, I kind of stopped finding people attractive in a way. And that's horrible to say, but like, not that they weren't attractive, but I wasn't attracted to them because I found that maybe they didn't have like this more exciting life. Like I wanted to like push the boundaries a little bit more. And a lot of people in Edmonton were very comfortable being in Edmonton. And I was like, no, I kind of want to get away from that. So I'm looking at like other attitudes and other things. And 
And then I found a partner in Vancouver pretty quickly, actually. So it's kind of wild how that works now. Like even so I remember people would always say this in Stellar and I was saying it to someone the other day was like, if I went through and I was like seeing somebody and hanging out was like, you know, a local and then nothing manifested from it. They're like, don't worry. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Don't worry. And I would always be like, there's legit like no one else here. Like I don't know how to say this. I'm like into my deeper thirties, like. You could tell me exactly who they are and I probably already met them and like nothing has happened. Like that's how shallow that pool is. Whereas here in Calgary, I'm like, I can kiss a different boy every single night of the week. And none (laughs) of those boys would know each other. So (laughs) like the saying of there's plenty of fish in the sea feels very true to here. But there, I was like, Mm -hmm. that was a dried up well. There was no water for the fish to live. I mean, with all of these changes, which are exciting and pushes the boundaries for us to seek more possibilities, there are hardships along the way. And I would love to hear all of your experiences of facing some of those hardships and identifying what those hardships were in relocating. For me, I find it's just really hard to like reestablish yourself and make those really solid connections Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen in a short amount of time and so even with me without having like a consistent workplace or anything I'm not even seeing the same like acquaintance people every day so the biggest thing for me is like I just don't have those like really like you can lean on friends here and I find a lacking of that but at the same time like I go on so many walks and phone my friends from like back home that I go on like walkie talkies I call them um that's not even a good name so I don't know why I shared that <laughs> but um, I'm like thankful for the connections I do have while I like spend the time making new connections here I mean other than I also met a partner but she's in Vancouver and I'm here so it's a little ways away other than that I'd say it's like taking a while for me to make like solid friendships it kind of sucks when you have like all your friends and all the people you like love and trust and just have the best time with and you leave them all behind. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I can call you, but it really isn't the same. And then you have to find that it, like new in a new city. And it's like, everything is new here. I'm so lost. Like, I don't even know what there is to do. In Edmonton, I would just know when every event, event was going on or like, you know, I would be like, oh, let's go here. Let's like, I know exactly what's happening tonight. And it it would be fun. But in Vancouver, I was like, what is going on? Like, who knows what's happening? And thankfully, um, when I moved here, I got had a really, really great roommate. And she kind of brought me into like to a bunch of different parties and things. And I met a bunch of people that way. And so uh, some of them have turned out to be like the friends I've made since the beginning. But it still wasn't really quite the same. I feel like there is a different vibe in Vancouver for how people kind of act or like look at the world even. I think the thing is, is that it takes such a long time, like you mentioned, Alex, to build that really foundational relationships that you've spent years already with certain people where like, that's why you can phone them at any hour and chat with them or whatever. And it does take time. Like, I think that was the hardest part about leaving our small town was we had finally found the exact people that we could call upon. We could have barbecues. We could just like host movie nights, like at any point and they were ready to go. And it was like, they were the coolest people around. And then you were like, this is so much fun. And then we're like, peace out. <laughs> and they were, they're pretty devastated. Like even now, when we go back, to see them, they're just like, we're pretty sad that you guys left. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. a year later and they're still like mourning the loss, but 
you, you are, you do stay connected. It, it, I actually think the interesting part is that you end up really prioritizing who you are best keeping in touch with because one, you can't keep in touch with everyone. It's absolutely insane with time changes and things like that too. But you start to realize who your people really, really are too when you step away. And who do you still call? Who do you still actively keep in touch with? My hardest thing that I found hardship wise was the constant and endless need to prove yourself over and over again to strangers, whether it was in work where it's like, I am a capable, confident teacher. This is my area of expertise. And they're just like, sure. They, like they don't know. And you're like, okay, well, I need to show you every single day that this is true. And so then you're doing that and it's just so exhausting because you're like, okay, I can do this. Whereas in your previous role, you're just so well-received that you're like, I don't have to spend my whole day proving it. And again, that's like a friend thing. It just takes time. Like, I feel like it's taken me a while for them to catch on and be like, oh, wow. Like, oh yeah. Okay. That's really good. The other thing that like my same thing, but in my sports team, like I'm like, I'm a good swimmer. I love swimming. This one I can like show you every time because you're skill-based, but then they didn't really know. My team didn't really know my personality and it's taken me, like I've been playing since the fall. And I would say like, now they're all like changing beside me and like making jokes. Like I'm going to get naked beside you in the shower. And I'm like, ha okay, whatever. Like, But there were like cracking jokes the whole time and stuff. But like before I was just like this, like weirdo that no one knew and I'm the new kid yeah like I'm just like I'm exhausted because I had to do it all day proving myself at work and now at my after school sports or activities where I hang out with other people I'm constantly proving it and then you're proving it again with like new friends that you're making and you're just like I'm tired I know I'm funny and cool but like I have to show you that (laughs) and it takes time and energy Mm -hmm. and effort so you just like send out Um, like a powerpoint to everyone just like this is me and uh (laughs) now we're bffs (laughs) or like one of those tiktoks that's like this is my age this is my name just send him your tiktok that's it yeah (laughs) honestly I would highly recommend that if I had to redo this again (laughs) but I also think some people would be like I don't even care like you know like this is my welcome package yeah I, yeah <laughs> like it should just be a QR code that someone scans so I don't have to do all that like like rope and pony show where I'm like okay here we are like and it's like oh, right. so a big one here was that everyone when you meet them new they'd be like here take my Instagram and like that's the main way people communicate here and in Edmonton like I wasn't even on Instagram really to be honest and so then I was like okay now I need to have an Instagram and like a personality online and now I have to prove myself that way as well so it's like you know every corner is kind of like oh you only have like 300 friends on Instagram what's going on here (laughs) and you're just kind of like what what are you talking about and then you look at theirs and it's like everyone has like 2,000 here and it's like okay oh interesting that was your slideshow was your instagram essentially like you're saying that everyone kind of already did that like right then you know me yes that's kind of like the powerpoint of you in a way so then you'd have to like really brand your instagram essentially to be like this is me everything's super intentional okay so we've talked about some challenges we face but what are everyone's positives like what were the great things about making a move just the opportunity. Like it just feels like if tomorrow I completely want to switch gears, there's just like so many other avenues that I could walk. Mm-hmm. And so I love that idea that like nothing becomes stagnant, you know? You're not an old piece of fruit rotting in the fruit bowl. Fermenting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fermenting. 
What about you, Alex? I was going to say, because Brittany said earlier too, like when she met me, I was the last person that was going to move. I get that feedback a lot. People are like, you moved? Because I did love where I was. But I guess the most positive thing for me is that like, I knew this would be hard because I hate change, but I did want to change. And so the like coolest thing for me is to be like, I did it and I'm doing it. Like, I think I'm like on the path of like a caterpillar to butterfly. I'm still in the chrysalis phase of my life right now, but it's just really cool to be like, yeah, I did. I did move and change and it's been tough, but it's also been great and rewarding. So I'm just proud of me. Yeah. I'm still growing in a little butterfly. But what about you, Brittany? Um, what What's positive about the changes? I mean, we haven't even talked about your switch in like career and stuff too. I know. Okay. Yeah. That, that was a whole thing too. <laughs> I kind of cut my story short a little bit at the beginning, but I did end up losing that job that I came here for back in August. So 2022, at I no kind of just like, own, I feel like we should mention that was, oh I'm yeah. Not- yeah. Like I wasn't fired. Sorry, it wasn't it 2020? <laughs> wasn't, wasn't it 2020 or you've only been there a year? I've only been here not quite two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I left right after we met actually in the summer, like August, 2021, I left, I came here. I started like end of August and then I worked about a year there. This was like Aurora Cannabis. So I was doing cannabis research, doing like plant genetics kind of type of thing. So it was a really fun job. I was doing new things every day. I loved it. And then the money just kind of ran out. And as you know, cannabis kind of struggles. And then like a recession is like looming. So they kind of cut half the science department and I was left, you know, without a job. But I kind of turned that into a little bit of an opportunity. And I think that it's because I am in Vancouver that I kind of saw it that way. And to explain, I guess, so my partner is an entrepreneur herself. She does finance. And she does all her own social media and everything. And she grew to like 30,000 TikTok followers in like two, three months by just posting all the time and everything. So I was like, okay. So during my other job, I kind of just started posting. I was like, all right, like I'm not really looking for anything here, but it's kind of nice to just try and see. And, you know, I never really posted on Instagram. So I was like, why not try TikTok? So I was just posting stupid stuff and just being consistent with it. You can kind of grow and it doesn't really matter what you post. So I, I kind of ended up growing that way. And like, it really made me kind of see social media differently. And also being like, I can start my own business because, you know, everyone in Vancouver does it. Why can't I? So (laughs) that was kind of a big like risk in its own way. But it was it's also been really positive for me just because you get to see like how everything works, like how much time you need to put into everything and like just how on it you have to be and how well you have to market yourself and know yourself. And I really like that part of Vancouver in general, or like even the part of like losing my job. Like after that, I got a um, health coaching certification. And then I have my personal trainer certification that I got. And I've just been doing a lot with like social media content, like video editing and all these, I've picked up all these random skills just within like eight months or so. So that has been like a really big change for me and a really like positive experience in a way. And like now I'm I'm looking to get into like a health coaching job now and I'll do like personal training on the side and like running my own business because it, it's not easy to like be profitable in your own business and to actually like, especially in Vancouver, to support yourself. So you need like do multiple things. And then once like your own business starts to take off, then you can kind of go with it. So I'm just like in that phase and it's been a lot of fun. A little bit of stress, but honestly, like 
way more reward than anything. And um, that's been really positive. And another thing I think that's been helping me is like in Edmonton, I find that my friends, a lot of them, we could just go out, drink, have fun, do kind of the same thing, go to the park, play ball, whatever. And like here I can go out into the mountains and do that fun stuff. But I just feel like I don't really go out that much. I don't really drink that much. I just, I enjoy my days being alive and awake and like here for it and getting up early and doing all these things. So I guess my world has shifted a little bit in that way too. I think that's really neat to hear you pivot in a way. And I think that was the word we used before when we spoke with you that stood out is like someone said it the other day at work is like figuring out which way the wind is blowing and turning Mm -hmm. your boat that direction versus like trying to steer against the wind. Whereas some people getting fired at their job could turn that into a complete negative. Like I uprooted my life to be here. And you know, what am I going to do now? You were like, okay, what are my opportunities? What else can I do? What kind of new skills can I, you know, soak in that will help me be super adaptable in today's mm-hmm. environment What of what's needed and, and that you're passionate about? It goes back to also what you opened with being a Jill of all trades, because like, honestly, <laughs> I was like, you've just explained <laughs> You're like, I just picked up all these new skills and started my own business. (laughs) Small town, small town girl at heart. Exactly. Um, One of the things that I I wanted to like ask you all is, I think the thing is, is that when you choose to live authentically and true to what you're doing and how you want to respond and do things, the biggest question I have to ask myself is, do I really want this or am I led to believe that I want this. That's even like with work right now. I think, you know, I spent so much of my career building up to this point where it's like, you know, I've groomed myself for these positions and I'm always like, do I really want it? Or is it like, I also have to pay attention to the timing aspect too. Is this the right time in my life right now for me to pursue this? So I don't know if it's necessarily a question, but I don't know if you could speak to any of that. Yeah, I guess you just finished your master's and congratulations. Thank that you. is not easy. And I did. Yeah. Nice time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a poster. It didn't happen. Yeah. So when I got that job at Aurora, I was like, this isn't my end all be all. And I was kind of like, you know, I want to go back to school and do my master's potentially in genetic counseling. And I still have that in like the back of my mind. And I, I was kind of like, you know, that was like the end goal in some way. But I find that along the way, it's just like all these little things can come up and change your direction a little bit. And so I like having that little bit of like, oh, I I could do that. Like that's in the future, maybe if I want it, but I'm just going to see where this takes me right now and just kind of going with it. I was thinking about this. I watched this like TikTok again um, of this woman who was saying like, are you like in your 30s kind of paving your own way and finding it like kind of difficult? And she was saying, she's like, It's because we're almost like the first generation to do this. Like women our age weren't single in their 30s or just starting like a next relationship in their 30s. Like I feel like lots of my peers that are women have spent their 20s like focusing on them, their careers, not always on a partner, a family. And so it's like we're kind of spearheading like a a new look for how you can like live the timeline of your life. And it's not set out for us the way it was before like we're paving a new way to do that I also kind of wonder if it's kind of with our generation because I feel like people used to just get a job and stick with it and not really think about changing whereas now they're like you know change your job every five to ten years and you know to get a better salary and and whatever 
So I just feel like it's a lot more maybe pressure that way or maybe opportunity that way, however you want to see it. I also think it's like true to your own personality too. Like, I think there's nothing wrong with like people who are like, oh, I find comfort in this and holding on to those routines. And like, I wouldn't expect, you know, someone to, you know, move like as fast as I do in the way how I want to pivot things. But I still seek out a partner that's a very like open-minded and like open to possibilities. But I think sometimes it's like also your personality. Cause even if I look at teachers, there are some who are like, they would like to stay there for their lifetime and they're happy to do that. And I'm like, good for you. Like, that's awesome. That is not me. Like you're saying generationally, like that wasn't always an option before. Yeah, You couldn't just be like, oh, I'm going to take this online course to gain these new skills and start my own business. Like that wasn't as readily available. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of frowned upon like, oh, well, people would like really judge you. Like I remember even checking myself because I kind of bought into that culture in my 20s where it was like, oh, well, you said you were going to do med school and now you're not doing med school like weird. <laughs> like, no, I think I'm going to go into accounting. And you were like, oh, OK, like, <laughs> like that was people's reaction versus like now they're that's like, cool. Yeah. like, cool. Like, that sounds awesome. Like, good for you. Yeah. The approach to things is like so differently. So got to move with the wind, ladies. I really like that analogy a lot. As someone who's just recently got their boater's license and is doing a lot of boating, um, it just really resonates with me. <laughs> I speak to boat puns now. So yeah. I think that's like all that we were going to chat about, Brittany, but we'll give you the final word. Is there anything or advice that you would leave our listeners with? I mean, kind of going back to what I was saying, before about like I have always had kind of an end goal in mind or like a big dream there but I always allow myself to do like little pivots here and there so I just say like don't be scared of those little pivots if you get off track with what you think you should be doing I think it's like just be happy with whatever you're on right now and just go with it that's what I've been doing this last year and a half or so and I feel like that's what you two have been doing as well and it's it's just fun and it's like you got to explore yourself as well and I think that that's kind of the beauty of it and that nothing is forever and so when you're living in this temporary time enjoy it and have the gratitude to see how great it is in that moment of time versus stressing about it words I should live by I've got to visit you Alex that we'll go boating Yeah, yeah, I uh, my I just like might boat across the mainland, you know. How long can it I'm take? Over. I'm that's a yeah, long Yeah, I think I've heard of people doing it. I heard it oh, actually really? doesn't take too long. Yeah. I don't know that my skill set is there yet, but I can take a ferry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can come there too, but I'm in English Bay, so come by. Will do. Thanks for catching up with us and um, sharing your story. And it's just really nice to hear from another Alberta transplant. And Brittany. A small like- town Alberta transplant. Yeah. <laughs> if people wanted to follow you on TikTok, where can they find you? So my name on TikTok is Brit B Chillin, B-R-I-T-B-E-C-H-I-L-L-I-N. Or you can follow me on Instagram and that's b.regan.steel. Get her those followers. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. After show... It was great to have Brittany on and her story does really parallel the things and the struggles of us having to pick up and relocate to a new city. I mean, she's really similar in a way of 
being a small town girl, originally from Rocky Mountain House, and then kind of adapting to change to university and then move again for her career, and then even changing her career further. So I think her story is very much true to our story. And it was great to be able to run what almost feels like a support group to really (laughs) air it out and and talk about, you know, the hardships, the good things, the challenges, you know, what, what even motivated you in that direction? Because we're not the only people out there doing that, but it's nice to yield a conversation about the different things we pursue. Brittany really gave me a run for my money because she not only had a fantastic microphone for her new endeavors, but she also has a beautiful podcast voice that I was like, can everyone hear me? Because Brittany's voice is so tantalizing that like, she's going to win the best voice competition on this episode. Oh my God. Now you know how I feel, Amy. Your voice is just so good. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think my takeaway from this it was just like a nice reflective piece to think about like why I'm doing what I'm doing and a nice reminder from Amy to not always have to overthink everything and live in the moment just thinking that like take opportunities as they come up because it's not going to work out the way you thought it everyone says that I know they say that but I just need to to remember that And I think this is a good time to reiterate how proud I am of you, Alex. As your friend and your podcast partner, I know that change is hard for you and you're doing the damn thing and it feels hard and it is hard, but I think the reward at the end, and it's no obvious end, but I think years from now, you'll look back and had you not done this, you wouldn't be where you will be eventually. Mm -hmm. And so I I said that in the episode too, but just to reiterate that. And the other thing is, is buying yourself grace period. I have to check myself a lot too, because as somebody that wants to be active in so many different areas at once, I have to be realistic with the things that I can do and also be realistic with the timeframe. I have to say to myself, you know, this is your first year here. You don't need to do all of these things. It will come. Absolutely. Um, And thank you for always telling me how proud you are of me. You know, I love words of affirmation. Yeah. (laughs) You're doing the damn thing. The damn thing can be tough. So sometimes I like downplay the big adventures I've done in my life, but it is hard work. And so when I hear, when I hear Brittany talk about hers and Alex, you even talk about your experience. It just is a reminder that all of us are on this journey, you know, like whether it's a new job, whether it's a new relationship, whether it's leaving an old relationship, whether it's navigating a divorce or navigating becoming a single parent, like we're all out there, you know, doing this stuff. And I think it's important to kind of just being there for people too. And like understanding that big or small, like everyone's faced with these battles independently And so just like kind of not only buying yourself that grace, but like other people around you too. I like that reminder because like, I think sometimes there's like a sense of like FOMO sometimes if you're like the person staying in a small town or staying at your job and you see other people traveling or changing. And at least that was the case for me. I was like, why, why does everyone have to like romanticize these big changes and these big things when like everyone's going through things good and bad you're you're doing all of that actively in your life regardless of where you are so it doesn't need to be big fantastic romanticized beautiful things it's that it's all of those things too when you're you're staying where you are that's also hard and good and you can have change from that too so it doesn't you don't need to uproot your life you totally can but there's beauty in both 
I like that saying, you do you, right? You do you, boo, because everyone's- I hate that saying, but- (laughs) But it is is true, but like we're all on a different kind of path. So just supporting each other out there. Jar of questions. Okay, I'm excited. Finally, I've come up with a worthy jar of question. Are you ready? Which cartoon character do you relate to the most? The thing is, what I want my answer to be is not what I am, I don't think. And so I love Recess. It's like one of the best cartoons, I think, ever. Um, We watched it today when I was substitute teaching because you always got to whip that out. And I love TJ. I just think that he's such a great main character. I love his tenacity and how much like he thinks outside of the box. And like, I, I love that energy from him but I think I'm Gretchen <laughs> I think it's I'm a nerd I don't oh know God. that I'm TJ You're... I'm Gretchen doesn't Gretchen like crush on TJ though no no Spinelli. Okay. oh okay okay sorry and I'm not Spinelli she's like badass as fuck kind of <laughs> yeah anyway that's my answer I was like going through all of the, the is Gretchen the one with the braces yeah okay <laughs> Can't I be both? I think I have, like, if Gretchen and TJ had a baby, it would be me. I'm not all the way Gretchen, but I'm, like, a flavor taste of TJ. You are in the proximity of TJ, and that is enough, TJ, to be, like, <laughs> That's awesome. I haven't watched that show in ages, so it's I love it. on YouTube, and it is it okay. up. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, I think for me, I am Buzz Lightyear. I am very professional. I'm very like driven. I'm very like, let's get the mission done. And I have like a really positive outlook. I was thinking about it today because at my work on Mondays, we have to dress very professional. We're a traditional learning school. So it's like suit tie, like formal wear. But it's weird because for me, that's not different to how I am every day at work. So that's always my jam. So when they were like, oh, on Mondays, we dress formal. I'm like, well, on Monday to Friday, I dress formal. And sometimes on Fridays, I dress even more formal. So I'm just a formal kind of like business operational person. And Buzz is like a very like uplifting leader, like to infinity and beyond. He doesn't give up. He starts the mission. He completes the mission. He has like downfall moments, but he always perseveres. And I would say that's me. I think through adversity, thick and thin, I'm like leading the way and fighting that fight, the good fight. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. I wanted to laugh when you first said it, um, but then you're backing up for why you're B-Buzz Lightyear. I can see it. Legit. But I also see, because he has that like purple head, like oh, his like, yeah. face suit, and I just picture you in your um swim cap. Swim cap. <laughs> So you're more like us than we thought. (laughs) You know what? My water polo team makes fun of me so much because I have my, I have such thick, big hair that like I've tried so many different things, but every time I put a swim cap on, my swim cap on the team is hot pink. Every single time, like, I don't know what I look like. I just put my hair up quickly. I kid you not. Every time I do that, someone on my water polo team makes some kind of joke that like my cap looks like ridiculous. Sometimes I'm looking like a cone head. And then there's been times where I tried braiding my hair and then I look like, I look like Maleficent because it looks like I have horns coming out. Like, it's a lot. Please (laughs) share these pictures to the internet. Okay. Amy. Like the Wednesday WhatsApp with like Amy's swim cap. 
This okay, is okay. the content I'm living for. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a purple swim cap just so I could be a little more Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess we'll turn it to the audience. What cartoon character do you relate to the most? And I feel like if you can fit a justification in there, get it in. Absolutely. This podcast is edited by myself, Avery Severs, and music is mixed by Moons Over Mars.